Alrighty, guys, we're back with another episode today. Always this podcast is back. My name's Anthony. I'm joined by my best friend today. Your boy Danny. And uh, today, man, like always, we always promise to bring you guys the aces of every single industry, regardless of what it is, man. And this guy's the ace of the gridiron football field. Tell him why, Dan. Like, we got my man Jalen Cropper here. If you grew up in the Valley, you've seen this man catch touchdowns here at Sanger High. And of course, if you kept up with this amazing career, you've seen him catch plenty of touchdown passes here at Fresno State. And uh, you will be seeing him in the future catch touchdowns every Sunday, baby. Welcome to the pod, Jalen. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yes, sir. And uh, before we get started, man, quick shout out to the venue we're at today, Maverick Screen Printing right here in Sanger, California. For all your screen printing, embroidering, whatever you need, man, A to Z, they got you covered here. Stop by Sanger, California. Give Mavericks a try. But cool, man. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate you being on, bro. So, I know obviously right now you got a super busy schedule, a lot of stuff going on. But um, I want to start off in the beginning, bro. Like, did you always play football when you were younger? Or, like, when, when did you start playing football? So, I think the first year I played football, I was five years old. Um, I do remember I played. So, I played here. Uh, they used to call them the Pee Wee. So, uh, started here. Uh, I think our team was called like the Giants or whatever it was. Um, that was like my first year, like ever playing football, um, organized football at least. Um, I know I obviously, you know, playing uh, flag football and stuff like that, but like organized football, like contact football, that was my first year playing when I was five. Um, believe it or not, the first sport I ever played was soccer, though. I, my mom could tell you the stories of those. Um, I was a goalie, so I would just sit in the goal, like in the goalpost and just do nothing. Um, I wasn't really, you know, That's the best, best position to be in, bro. Yeah, not really involved <laughs> chill in the out game. A little bit. Uh, when my uncle came, that was the, like the only time that I would go out there and you know try to try to score and things like that. But you know, when you're four years old, you're playing soccer. Everything just the ball getting kicked around over there. The ball don't even come close to you. So uh, <laughs> that was like the the highlight. You know, when I was younger, um, I was always just looking forward to the the Capri Suns and, and chips after the game. Those post game meals, bro, hit. Yeah, yeah. Uncrustable Capri yeah. Sun. <laughs> How how long did you keep up with uh, with soccer before you switched over to football? I only played one year. Soccer's tough, bro. I feel like you're running twenty four seven, bro. That's that's kind of the reason why I never liked it. Yeah. <laughs> still too much running, bro. Yeah, that was a lot of, a lot of running. So obviously you stuck to football. You did really really well. And I feel like when you when you're young and you're playing football, because I mean I went through that phase too. You're like, fuck, dude, I, I can make this a career. Like I want to go to the NFL. I, I feel like every kid thinks that. At what point in your career did you realize, like, holy shit, like I can actually make this my career? Um, I think probably in junior high when I was really like, okay, like obviously, you know, playing against better, you know, good competition. Um, I think every, every single year it's from when I started playing football, uh, we're, I mean, obviously, you know, in the championship, every, my seventh and eighth grade year, we we're in the championship, um, freshman year, you know, we were, it was us and Edison and then sophomore, you know, going, being able to win the Valley championship. I think, you know, just going through that, you know, going through that phase where, it's all just winning and, you know, just obviously you love to win. So, you know, being able to be around the culture um, of Sanger football um, and everything and be able to go through that program, um, I think really my sophomore year when I played that year, um, that was probably like the best year I had of football. It was just fun. Um, obviously, you know, we were winning. We went undefeated. So I think that that was definitely something that really helped me, you know, really love this game a lot and, and realize that, you know, this is not the last stop. You know, it's either going to be college and then the NFL. And, then, you know, there was never going to stop, you know, chasing my dreams. That's cool, dude, because I, I feel like, like, for example, in high school, I think um, – you can, I think junior high you can tell a little bit, but in high school especially, you can really see the talent gap. Like, because mm -hmm. you're playing other cities, other people, 
Um, so it's really interesting to do that as a sophomore because that's pretty early on. I was expecting you to say like, oh, my, maybe my senior year, you know, like when I started getting offers and stuff like that. I was expecting that to kind of be the answer. So, but at a sophomore, uh, I think you're right, though. I think you can already see, like, you can fill that out and you're like, all right, cool. Like, these people are here, but I think, you know, yeah. I'm a little bit here. That's cool, dude. And, and when, now, back to high school football a little bit, when did the letters start rolling in? Like, pretty um, early on? Yeah, pretty early on. Really after my sophomore year, um, after my sophomore season, um, I, I believe I got my first offer from uh, Oregon State. Uh, that was my first offer. So, um, I mean, talking to those coaches, um, one of them, the one, the one that offered me, he, you know, he played at Edison. Um, so I think just knowing that, you know, the, the things that how small the, f the football world is. Um, I mean, the coach that I just played for for the East West Shrine game, um, you know, Marquise Williams, he's from Fresno, so he went to Buller. So it was just crazy how like how little the football world is. You know, everybody's gonna end up knowing everybody. So. I think, you know, going through that process um, and, you know, starting to receive letters, um, receiving phone calls, you know, being able to talk to coaches after my sophomore year, um, like I said, like, that's when I realized I was like, okay, like, I obviously have the talent for right now. Uh, so be able to, to be able to go through, you know, college and, you know, be able to improve every single year, um, you know, and develop, you know, my body, develop my mindset, um, obviously develop my speed, you know, my football skills. Um, I think that's where, you know, it all tied in. Something I want to get into, actually, because I, I don't know this answer, but it's um, obviously like in sports, you have people that have God-given talent, which I definitely think you have. You know, I think it's obvious if you, if you watch yourself play, dude. Um, but I know that in high school, what was a because I know that I, so, I feel like sometimes people see you now in the draft, right? Like, I mean, if you, if you tuned into the draft, you saw this guy, right? Um, put up really good numbers on the 42. The way, that was a good performance. Yeah, it was a good performance. Um, we were trying to measure up. I think we, we timed each other at home and we were way off. So yeah, it, was, it, was like it wasn't even close, bro. Shit, you know? We gave <laughs> ourselves a head start. Yeah. We played you back. We're like, yeah, we should, it's not even close. <laughs> Um, but what was it? What was it? Because obviously, to success, right? Talent is part of it. Um, but especially to get to the higher level and mm. stay consistent at the higher level. Obviously, hard work is a big part of that. Uh, for you, when do you think your work ethic started kicking in? Like, did you always like in high school? You're always staying after doing extra drills in the morning, or mm. what was that? When did you kind of er like learn that you needed a little bit of hard work on top mm. of your God-given talent? Uh, I think it was after you know I changed my mindset, my outlook on like certain things. Like during high school, like. I would go train probably two times, and then I probably won't go for like another two months. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, obviously, like I was going through high school. Like I always thought it was just like I'm going out there to play football. So like, none of the stiff, none of the stuff that I train for can really help me. But you know, as I look back and you know, be able to train now with you know different trainers, um, you know, be able to be able to be taught you know certain things like from a receiver standpoint you need to know you know releases um you need to know how to run routes getting out of the breaks um and obviously you got to know football so like all those things require different knowledge from different people so like my football knowledge really came from you know my actual football coaches and you know being able to talk with coach tefford coach moore um and also jake uh, and then you know the, the skill set you know comes from you know being able to be with my receiver coach uh, being able to, you know, obviously watch videos on YouTube, you see a bunch of technique stuff. So I think when I changed my mindset about, you know, knowing that hard work, you know, is going to be able to push you to the next level. Um, I think that's when I started getting a lot of more extra work in, um, in the film room, on the field, you know, being able to work those things. Because um, definitely when I look back at high school, I could, I definitely think I could have, you know, done a lot more um, if I were, you know, to be able to go and, and train and be able to pick up and, and, and feed off people, uh, you know, their brain. Do you feel like that mindset switched, bro, like after sophomore year when you started getting the letters? 
or did it switch before? Nah, it ain't, it ain't switched to like my sophomore year in high school. Uh, I mean, not <laughs> not sophomore year in high school, sophomore year in, in college. Oh shoot! Um, yeah, that's when I was just like, obviously, you know, I was 17 when I first got to Fresno State, mm-hmm. um, so I was, you know, still young. Mm-hmm. Um, really not listening to, you know, the coaches, thinking that, you know, I could do the same thing that I did in high school. Um, but obviously, you know, playing against, you know, talent like USC, that, I mean, that changes, like, your mindset on everything. Like, obviously, you know, you see these people at the school and you see, you know, the talent level. So, you know, you got to rise to the occasion every time you go play. So, I think, you know, after my sophomore year, um, I think, you know, definitely off the field purposes, um, you know, I got a lot of weight, a lot of more, uh, you know, working, extra work on the field, um, off the field, um, and, you know, in the film room. That's funny. It kind of sounds like, you know, through high school and like a little bit throughout your sophomore year in college, you were kind of like that DK Metcalf, just like eat gummies, you know, just show up and yeah, ball out. Yeah, That's exactly, that's, that's, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I did. It was crazy. So uh, the, Friday, the Fridays, Fridays uh, before our game, um, my, my aunt would, she would take me at, at at lunch and we would go eat Taco Bell. So like, that was like <laughs> that was, that was my meal? pregame meal. Like I had to have it every time. Uh, and you know that was you know my grandpa. If he couldn't get it, my aunt would get it. So I think you know that was definitely something. Like I'm eating Taco Bell before the game, probably like what was an hour exact before order? the game. Go to order, yeah. Go to order. I had the two they had two, two uh, chicken chipotle loaded grillers, and then I had the uh, the Baja Blast every time. Every single time yeah, they knew the, the order. Yeah, Wasn't semi healthy though. I mean, at least you got chicken in there, got some yeah. protein a little bit. Some carbs, yeah. It's yeah nah, after the game though, <laughs> it was bad. Like I was in the bathroom for at least twenty minutes after the game, but that's it was, relatable, it was, bro. It was, it was worthy. It was that's worthy. That's relatable. Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell does it to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, dude. That's a, that's a that's an interesting pregame meal that, that Taco Bell did. Mine used to be uh, in high school. Mine was a double western bacon cheeseburger from from, from, from Carl. Yeah. That's I was funny. just licorice, bro. I have licorice? a whole pack of licorice in there. I was a lineman, though. I was a lot bigger. It's like a whole pack of licorice <laughs> yeah, that did it for licorice. me. That's the only time I eat licorice at the movie theaters. The only time. So going back to the competition, bro, I know you said obviously you had a big game against USC. Uh, you played a lot of big games throughout your college career. So um, talk about the competition, bro. Did you see any competition gap between the larger schools like USC or, you know, the other schools like that? Or was it It's kind of just like if you're a dog, you're a dog, mm-hmm. and, you know, you know how to play. You know what I mean? Uh, I think, you know, at bigger schools, it's more consistent throughout the roster. Um, I think that's really the only different thing. Uh, obviously, you know, schools like Fresno State, you get two or three players every year, you know, that, that, that'll that enter the draft or probably one that gets drafted. Um, and then you see USC, you know, they have probably 12 people to go drafted. So I think it's just the consistency of the talent that, that comes out. Um, I think that's really the only thing. There's really no – gap of athleticism there's no gap of you know you're just that better than me uh, so you know just playing teams like that like you know they but the year before i got there um you know they played bama uh, i mean they put up almost 30 points on bama so like then you know the the gap is is not you know a big gap it's just you know they have if they have 11 players on the field they're going to have 11 players that are actually good you know if we come out there you know, our, we're gonna have still we're gonna have eleven players that are good, but it's gonna be like you know they're probably got a couple dudes that are just bigger. Like their offensive line, like teams like that, like offensive line is probably the main six thing. seven yeah. three three twenty. Yeah. But in skill positions, like there's no there's no athleticism gap in the, the you know the skill positions. Um, quarterback position, you don't see that. 
Um, it's really just in the you know the interior, like all the big guys are all six seven, corn fed out there. Um, <laughs> and then you know we got you know a couple. We have a couple of those dudes, but it's like their whole D line, their whole O line is all six seven, three fifty. Even the bench guys yeah. are just covering the whole side. Even line. the bench guys, like once they're gone, the bench guys are coming, and now it's them. And now they're bringing in other people, and they're just like filtering in. Um, and that's I mean that's how they recruit. You know they recruit freshmen. Um, and, you know, they'll get a couple freshmen in, and they have a junior that's starting, so he'll play probably one more year, leave his senior year, and now they got everybody coming back. And it's like, I mean, they're not losing a step. But before the big games, um, obviously you chose to stay at Fresno State. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that you had a lot of – everybody here knows that you had a lot of offers. Mm -hmm. So what was, like – what was the main driving factor where you were like, you know what? Because um, I feel – and the reason why I ask this is because I feel like a lot of people that are from the Valley, mm -hmm. most of the time you're like, fuck, I need to get out. I need to go to this school. I need to go to – especially, if, like, somebody like you, you know. And, I mean, in football, dude, the first thing you want to do, like, people don't think of Fresno State like this super high-tier program. Yeah. So what was the main, like, driving factor behind that decision to stay home? Uh, I think the number one factor was definitely uh, when I found out my mom was pregnant with my little brother. Um, that was like, I mean, I didn't hesitate about choosing to stay at Fresno State. Um, but also, you know, just knowing that, I mean, everything that you need is here. I mean, everything from, you know, the coaching staff that you have, you know, the support system, um, with, you know, my, 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 my family. Um, and then also, you know, the, the support system that, you know, the fans bring every Saturday. Um, the environment that they bring, obviously, you know, growing up and going to the Fresno State games, um, you see those things firsthand. So, um, obviously, knowing that, you know, I always kind of dreamed of playing here too, other than USC, but it was just like, you know, knowing that, you know, the option, I had an option to stay here. Um, obviously, you know, play for Coach Tefford, um, you know, be able to play, you know, for the Red Wave. Um, but, I mean, everything that you need is here. Like, you just have to go out there and make plays on Saturdays. What's a quick recruiting video? What would you say to somebody right now, maybe a player that's in your position, mm. but you want them to come to Fresno State and get that Fresno State experience? What would you tell them? Man, I think you just got to just believe in yourself. Um, everything that you you know, you know do, you just got to believe in yourself. Um, if somebody you know, is doubting you, somebody thinks that, oh, you're going to a smaller school, uh, I mean, the film speaks for itself. If you go out there and perform on Saturdays um, how you're supposed to, I mean, the film's going to speak for itself. If you go out there and do what you need to do, um, especially, I mean, we play, you know, one of the top ranked, you know, my junior, we played uh, UCLA. They were ranked like 12 in the nation. Um, they just beat, you know, LSU. So, you know, we, you have games like that, and it's just like, you know, if you're going to perform, I mean, you just got to put all your chips in, bet on yourself, um, you know, everything that you do. Um, and, I mean, that's really going to speak for itself at the end of the day. No, that's money, bro. Talk about what it's like to play in front of the Red Wave, bro. Because obviously mm. the Red Wave, whenever you go to the stadium, it's pretty rocking, man. So yeah. talk about the Red Wave compared to some of the other stadiums out there. Man, there's no other stadium like Red Wave. Um, you know, I think, you know, being able to play here, um, you know, have all the fans. You know, we had 40,000 fans at the, at, at the games. Um, you know, when you score a touchdown, you make a catch, you know, you hear the roar of the stadium. Um, and also, you know, knowing that, you know, you have your family in the stands. So, you know, you got to go a little bit, you know, extra little, extra harder. So uh, I think, you know, being able to play with them, uh, you know, have the teammates, uh, you know, and play with the support of the Red Wave um, is definitely different. I mean, you know, this is football, like this is the only this is the only team that, you know, Fresno has. They don't have no professional sports team. So, you know, on Saturdays they come to our game. So, you know, a lot of these other schools, you know, they have professional teams out there so you know they're they're going to other games so right here you know it's all a community and you know we have smaller communities outside like you know Sanger Parlier 
So even them, you know, they come to the games. And, you know, I think just being able to play um, and, and know what you're playing for, I think that just, you know, speaks for itself. I know a lot of people in the audience, they're going to have, like, their most clutch moment mm -hmm. that, that you came up with. But what, for you, bro, what's that moment? What, what If you're like, you know what, this is my much clutch moment here at Fresno State, what does that play for you? Most clutch moment um, will probably be the US uh, UCLA game. I think the game winning touchdown, um, I mean, that was a big game for us. Um, came down to the last, literally the last 10 seconds of the game. Uh, you know, we got the ball at the 20-yard line with, I think, like 48 seconds left. So, you know, being able to go down that drive, I think I had like three catches that drive, um, including the, the touchdown. So I think just that whole drive and, you know, the whole sequence of events that, you know, led up to it. Um, like me, to be honest, I thought we were going to lose that game. Once they scored, I'm like, dang, like we, have, <laughs> we got 50 seconds left. I was like, I got no faith. Um, and then Jake, you know, brought us up, and he was like, you know, we're going to go down in there and score. Uh, I mean, we practice it every day and practice on every Thursday. We practice, you know, our two-minute drill. Um, sometimes we'll have like 47 seconds, one timeout, um, you know, knowing what we need, you know, if we're down two, if we're down three. Um, so we're down four, so we needed a touchdown. There was no field goal. So it's like every shot we're going to take, you know, is going to be to the end zone. So, um, I mean, that whole drive, going through that whole drive, um, man, just, you know, just imagine it right now. It was, it was just like a crazy feeling. Like, I still don't even believe it was real right now. I know. You can see where your energy changed a little bit. You can feel it, bro. It. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. You can, you can kind of see you kind of start getting the goosebumps a little bit. Bro, uh, in, in that moment, bro, what's going through your mind? Because obviously it's a it's a, it's a a big city. There's mm -hmm. a lot of fucking people there. And uh, obviously you know the time is working against you. So yeah. I know, like, that you're feeling the pressure. And you're making a lot of plays, too. Mm -hmm. well, what's going through your mind at that time, bro? Like, are you, like, nervous? Are you, like... Are you not even? Are you just in the fucking zone? Are you not even worried about anything? Yeah, well, definitely. I was definitely in the zone. Um, my like, you know, my first instinct was just if the ball's thrown, I just gotta catch it. Like that's the number one thing. And then after I catch it, you know, I could just do whatever I do. Um, so like, I caught the ball. The first one I caught the ball in the middle of the field, and we only had one time. I was like, I gotta get out of bounds. So I made two people miss and got out of bounds. Second play, did it again, got out of bounds. And then I was like, okay, if we, we might score now. Like, it's, we got a shot. So we do another pass down to, uh, to Kells. He caught it on the sideline, went out of bounds. So the clock stopped. And then literally the next play we have scored. So, I mean, we scored, I think, in like four plays. And, I mean, you know, just the whole mindset, like everybody's just – I don't think it's just nervous. I think you're just locked in. You're not really thinking about it. You know, you're just playing in the moment. Um, but after, like, when we all went to the sideline, it was just crazy. Like, the fans jumping up and down. Yeah, it was a crazy moment, dude. Yeah. It, it was, I remember seeing it on TV, bro, and it was just, like, nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, the fans, you see the fans. Like, I mean, the stadium was 75% our fans. So, like, you know, our fans travel good. So, that was another thing that, you know, the support that, you know, the Red Wave brings. I mean, we play USC. I think we had more fans than USC did. Uh, so it's just it's just crazy. Uh, I think UCLA didn't want to sell any more tickets when like all our oh, tickets sold out. Yeah. Oh shit. Once all our tickets sold out, I think I don't think they wanted to sell anymore, but they had to because you know they weren't buying them. So like there were certain fans that were buying them for UCLA and they were going on the UCLA side and just all moving to the other side. Uh, I mean it's a big stadium. My whole is probably like 115,000 people. There's nowhere close to 115,000 people. So um, I mean. That whole, you know, just that whole week of preparation, um, no, it, it was just, you know, very intense. What goes into moments like that, bro, to not get nervous? Because obviously you had a lot of big moments in college, mm -hmm. and you're going to have a lot of big moments in the NFL as well, yeah. you know, and, and for, for like, example, like the combine, you know. What goes into making sure you're not nervous, peak performance, you're good mm -hmm. to go? 
I think it's just, you know, the confidence in, in, in your technique, um, the confidence in your preparation. Um, obviously, you know, you go out there and practice for a reason, uh, for, you know, certain times like that. Um, and then obviously just knowing that, you know, why you're here, I think knowing, you know, your why on, you know, everything and why you do certain things. Um, and then obviously knowing that why you're in that position. Um, obviously, you know, because you're supposed to be in that position. So I think, you know, when you're able to be in that position, when you're actually in the lights, um, like, you know, the combine or, you know, if it's a big game, um, I think it's just the confidence that you bring um, and just having that confidence. Um, I think that's definitely something that, I mean, just helps you go out there, you know, worry-free and just go out there and just play football. All right, bro. So I know, obviously, peak performance is a huge thing. You said, you know, your practice, your preparation – Obviously, makes for good performance. So I want to switch gears, but to talk about the combine. Obviously, you showed out at the combine recently, and uh, everyone saw it, especially back mm-hmm. home. Man, it was all over uh, NFL Network and stuff. So talk to us about the combine. What goes into the combine, and um, how was the preparation for that? Yeah, I just want to say I know it was, a, it was definitely a dream come true. Um, I mean, I dreamed of that since I knew the combine was. So um, I think you know that whole preparation for I, I started training probably like a few days after Christmas. Um, Obviously, knowing that, you know, the combine is late, late February, you know, early March. So knowing that, you know, time was critical. Um, I was down in Florida training. So I think, you know, just being able to be down there with, you know, other, you know, elite players. Uh, I was down there with, you know, Jordan Addison, uh, you know, Tank Dale, you know, a lot of the other receivers. And it wasn't really receivers. It was just like, you know, so many other players that, you know, first round picks, second round picks, you know, NFL players that were there last year. Uh, so, you know, just being able to be in that environment, um, I think that, you know, I excel best when I'm around people that, you know, are kind of, you know, in the same, you know, caliber as me, um, the same, you know, kind of skill set. So, you know, just being able to go out there, you know, compete with them, you know, every day we were training, uh, you know, competing on who's the fastest that day. So I think, you know, being able to go out there and on, on uh, at the combine and, you know, actually go out there and perform, you know, how I wanted to um, was definitely, you know, a dream come true, like I said. And I think, you know, the preparation, you know, it was definitely a long, stressful process. Um, obviously, knowing that, you know, this uh, limit of, you know, error, you know, margin of error. So I think, you know, being able to go out there um, and just, you know, be comfortable and just do what I do, um, it was definitely, you know, a surreal feeling, but it was also, you know, fun and exciting. Okay. How does the invite come, bro? Like, how? Because well, I mean, if, well, obviously, you kind of know like, <clears throat> people are like in the talks of who's probably mm-hmm. gonna be there. But is there like an official invite? Like, did they send you a text or some like they find your phone number, they get your letter? How does that invite come? Yeah, so they usually um, so when you sign with your your agent, um, it goes to NFLPA. So like they have everything in the system, um, your number, your email. So they send you. So they, the way they send invites is through email. So. Um, I remember, you know, going to the East West, the Shrine Bowl, and I was out there, and that's when I got an email, and it said, you know, you're invited to 2023, you know, uh, National Scouting Combine. Um, I mean, when I looked at the, when I looked at, it, I'm like, there's no way. So I came out of it. I texted my agent, uh, and he was like, yeah, like they're going out today. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, it was just it was very, you know, very exciting. That's dope, dude. I can't even imagine just coming out of the game and just open up your email and you get an email. Hey, you're going because the combine is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players, even the people that go undrafted, but very, very select few get the invite to actually mm-hmm. go to the combine, dude. So that, that's crazy. How, how was it, bro? Like the whole process. So you get over there. Like, is it? Do you have to get your own hotel? Do they put you guys all in the same mm-hmm. hotel, or how does that work? Yeah. So all like all of the players where we were all in the same hotel, um, everything was kind of like connected. Like we had the hotel. Uh, the convention center and then the stadium. So it was all connected. So, like, 
underground, like you just go to like, you know, the places underground, just walk to the stadium. Like we can walk to the stadium from our room. So um, just that whole, you know, experience, you know, everything, you know, we were all, you know, I think it was 50 receivers. So like, we were split up into two groups. Uh, so, you know, everything we did was with, you know, our group of receivers. So like we would interview with teams. Um, we had a bunch of medical things that we did. Um, you know, it was just, you know, it was, it was a long process. It wasn't fun. Um, but it was it was just long, you know, time consuming. Um, but you know, glad glad that you know to to be over with. Yeah. What was the worst and best part about the combine, or your favorite and least favorite part about it? I think the worst thing was not being able to get a lot of sleep. Like we were up till probably like eleven thirty. What time did you guys start? Like seven. We had seven, so we had breakfast like six thirty. We check in at seven. Meet with all our teams and stuff. Um, with our with the dude that you know took us around, um, with the scout that took us around, and then we did everything. We started our day probably 7:30. We walked everywhere, so you know your legs were tired. You walked literally walked everywhere back to the stadium, back to the hotel, to the stadium, back to the hotel. Um, especially the day other combine, like we had to walk everywhere. So like they want like obviously you know we train. You want to be off your feet when you got to run, because obviously you know you got to be at peak performance. Uh, so like, you know, just going through that whole day, I think I had, before I even stepped foot in the stadium, like we probably walked like 15 football fields. Like it was just crazy. Damn. That's crazy because on TV, like people, like, you don't see that. I feel like yeah. you know, when you were yeah. growing up watching it, like, you have no clue that that's yeah. what's going on. That's why I was like, I had no clue like this how well. I thought it was just, you get there, Show. go out there, do a couple of interviews. And then Saturday you go out and run and do all your stuff. Nah, I was there for a whole week. Do you feel like they do that on purpose, though, bro? To like make sure you're kind of game ready, NFL ready? Um, I think yeah, I think yeah, um, definitely. You know, just to see. Obviously, you know, they see your character. You know, what type of person you are through that. Like, if you start complaining or you start getting mad or irritated and stuff like that, start lashing out. Like, they'd be like, okay, I know what type of person he is. So, I think you know, just be able to go through that whole process. You know, be cool, calm, collected. Um, and, you know, just take everything in, you know, if a coach asks you something, like, you know, be able to answer in a respectful way. Um, you know, if they tell you you got to go down to this meeting, because uh, there was definitely times where it was, like, already almost 10, 30 years in bed already, and the coach would call you, like, hey, like, we want to meet with you and this and that. So, like, you have to go back down, put clothes on, go back down, go meet with them for another 30 minutes, and then, by that time, it's like 11 o'clock, so you're going to That's bed. 10.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah, 10.30 p.m. It's all in the night. I was just going to ask about that, bro, because you said you were up till 11, so obviously not probably not working out. So the coaches, that's kind of when the meetings are happening, like little mini interviews? Mm, yeah. So they're like meeting, like it's like a room, kind of like this, kind of a little bigger. Um, but there's like tables everywhere, and it'll be like, there'll be like six coaches. So like coach will call you, you go over there. Um, so we had like these lanyards, so like that's how we were um, – that's how we were labeled, like, with our receiver number. So I was receiver number nine because my last name is Cropper. So, like, it was alphabetically ordered, but it was, like, one. So if you had A, you're A, you're probably in the top three. So um, I was number nine, so they will call you, like, receiver number nine. You'll go to the team, talk to them, um, you know, chop it up, get to know them kind of thing. Um, and then former interviews was, like, you know, they'll talk to you about, you know, actual football stuff. They'll get you up on the board, ask you about a play that – you know, we ran like my freshman year, we'll get a play. He asked you if you know this play and things like that. See, like, if you remember those things. 
Dude, I was going to ask about that, like, because, I, I mean, it's 1030 at night. Like, what are you going to talk about, yeah. you know? Like, oh, oh, football. Was there ever any times, bro, like, whenever a coach asks you something, and you're like, bro, I don't even, that's freshman year, you know what I mean? Like, how do you answer that mm -hmm. if there's a question you don't know or you're not 100% confident yeah. on? Well, usually, like, usually you know, like, because, I mean, we, I've been in the same offense since my freshman year, so, like, I know all the plays. I know everything that goes into it. So, I think, you know, when they asked me about the play, like, I, I mean, I knew the play. Uh, so, you know, just explain it to them. Um, but they'll play like the whole play first. They'll play the whole play first so that you can see it. And then I'll, and then they'll tell you, like, okay, what's this play call? Um, and then, you know, you just answer and, you know, just top it up. And then, you know, they move on for that. That's crazy, dude. That's so intense. Go, going into it, bro, did your agent, like, did you know that you were going to be put through that? Like, did you kind of have some mental prep for that? Because I feel like I, I, I didn't even know they did that, you know? Because yeah, I mean, yeah. on TV, you, should, you know, you turn it on, you watch a combine, do the broad jump, you know, the the, ver the 40. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know, like, there was, like, a whole bunch of interviews. Did, did you have, like, prep for that? Um, interview, yeah, I had interview prep. Um, obviously, you know, we did that at the combine. And at the East-West, um, we also we kind of did, like, the same format. Uh, so, like, there was a time where it was, like, after practice, we would have, you know, our, our meeting, our position meeting, do these things, uh, film and stuff, and then we would go to, like, our meeting. So, like, they would be, like, from probably, like, 2 to, like, 6 o'clock, and it was just all meetings. Um, and, you know, we'd meet with teams, go around, meet with teams. Uh, so, I mean, I met with, the, I mean, most of the teams, really, um, you know, good conversation with everybody, um, you know, be able to just, you know, tell your story and, you know, matter of, Ten, five, five to ten minutes. Out of, out of all those interviews you did, bro, how much goes into like them, their interviews they ask you and mm. them actually picking you? Because obviously, only one team can pick mm. you, bro, on draft day. You yeah. know what I mean? So, was there any interviews that stood out, or any interviews, or any teams at home that mm -hmm. you could tell people at home? You're like, hey, you know, they kind of hinted a little bit. Yeah. Um. Nah. They they haven't really like they don't really hint. They'll just like. It's all like just meetings, like they're just trying to get to know who you are as a person. Because obviously they know your film, so like they know you can play football. That's why, you know, you're there. So, like, you know, they're trying to get to know you, your home life. Um, they'll ask certain questions about you. Um, and there's certain questions like your mindset. Um, they'll ask, you know, how you learn, things like that. Um, obviously, you know, because you got to learn big installs. They have probably like 20 play installs. Uh, so, like, you got to learn that. And, you have like a 20 play install and the next day you run it or sometimes you had a 20 day install 20 uh play install and you'll install it that ne that same day at practice so you know it's just a lot of things just like how much information that you can pick up and you know in such a short amount of time uh, so they want to see obviously you know if they're going to have a struggle with you um obviously that's the thing where you know if i got a receiver that doesn't struggle learning but i got you that does struggle i'm gonna take him and i can get you later for less money so you know it's man it's a it's a it's a big business um but you know it's definitely you know everything that they do everything that you do um you know goes into account to you know draft day and where they where they pick you that's big bro and so obviously after combine bro you showed mm -hmm. out a lot of stuff goes into it that's a lot of stuff like dan was saying bro we had no idea goes into the combine. Mm -hmm. we thought it was just kind of you do some drills and you know like we did all the whole interview so, stuff yeah. and yeah. They, they do all that stuff so uh obviously after let's just get forward after um mm -hmm. what would you rate your combine performance uh, I definitely did good. Uh, definitely, you know, showed down. I think one of the biggest things going into to the combine was my speed. You know, everybody, you know, a lot of the scouts thought I was gonna run like a four, like a mid four or five. Um, so I think, you know, just knowing that, you know, my agent texted me and he was like, he like, he was like, most of the teams got you running like a four three seven. 
um, that's what they had me ran. So uh, I was just like, yeah, like that's what I tra- that's what I was training. Like I was training and running that time. So it was just like I knew that the only way I'd run a four or five is if I heavy squatted the same day and I went out there and tried to run without stretching. That was the only time I'd ever run a four or five. After the combine now, obviously draft day is mm-hmm. coming up pretty soon. How do you prepare for draft day, and what does that look like? Um, really just, you know, some more training. Um, I think now I, I don't have to train for a 40 anymore. I can just train for football and just, you know, be a football player again. Uh, I think, you know, these last three months, you know, I was a track star. Everything I did was just to run fast. So I think now, you know, I can work on, you know, my craft, you know, football things, um, you know, a lot of things that are going to help me on the field. Um, not just my speed, but, you know, receiver things, you know, catching the ball, running routes again. Are there any teams that, like, out there that – obviously, I know we talked a little bit earlier mm-hmm. as far as, like, favorite teams and stuff like that, but is, is there a favorite team? Is there somewhere where you like to go specific? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. I know my family would want me to go to the Cowboys. Uh, so, <laughs> I think that's probably the team that, you know, if I did land there, you know, that would, they would be happy. But really anywhere, um, you know, I can play – Anywhere in the cold weather, in the hot weather, uh, really don't matter. What's your message, bro, to all the uh, GMs at home or the mm-hmm. scouts at home that they, they probably turn on your tape right now, they turn on the NFL Combine yeah. and thinking about picking you. What's Jalen's message to them at home on why they should pick you? Uh, this is already something I told them, but, you know, I can play. You know, I come out there, uh, no matter where I'm at, you know, I'm going to put on a performance. I may, I may be a little bit biased, but I know that. Like if John Lynch is watching this at home, Kyle Shanahan maybe turns on the clip. Uh, I'm a Niner fan, man, so I don't know. Yeah, I think you look pretty good in the red and gold, man. But that's just might be a little biased. But that's just we'll, we'll see. I'll be happy anywhere I go. Do you feel like you're getting a little more famous? Like, do you feel like people are starting to like recognize you a lot more now? Because I feel like mm-hmm. putting on a Fresno State, a lot of people already knew you. Do you feel like after the combine that that kind of notoriety went up a little bit? Um, I think with my like my skill set and like. The things I did in football, I think, yeah, um, that was always definitely something that just knowing that I can play, but, you know, showing, you know, a lot more people that, you know, be able to open their eyes about, you know, I can play football. So I think at the end of the day, I mean, if you can't play football, you know, there's it's not much that you can do. But I think that, you know, obviously, you know, the position that, you know, God put me in um, and then, I, you know, being able to do everything that I've done on the field, um, definitely put me in a position to, you know, be able to showcase that, you know, I'm a real ball player. I can go out there uh, and compete with anybody. Do you have people like now, dude, going up to you, like asking for autographs and stuff like that yet? Yeah, that's been that's been going on since like my sophomore year. <laughs> that was gonna say, right? Since like your like yeah. your sophomore year. Yeah. How does that feel, bro? Because obviously, like someone wanting your autograph, that's that's mm-hmm. a big deal, bro. And you coming from the Central Valley here, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people that have made it out of the Central Valley. Usually people want to move to big cities like LA, yeah. San Francisco to make it out. So what does that mean to you, bro, coming from the Valley like that? It definitely it definitely means a lot, uh, you know, just to be noticed for, you know, the hard work that I've put in. Uh, but also knowing that, you know, I was that kid that one time, you know, asking for, you know, an autograph from, you know, Devontae, Derek Carr, things like that. So knowing that, you know, I'm in that position now, you know, same team that they played on. Um, and, you know, kids are looking up to me like that. So it's just, you know, a full circle moment. Um, obviously, you know, blessed that, you know, I'm able to have that type of impact on, you know, kids' lives. Um, not only them, but, you know, the fans that, you know, come out to the game. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, like I said, you know, full circle moment. Um, you know, definitely blessed. So. I know you like to give back to the community too, bro. You had your skills camp. Do, do you plan on still doing the mm-hmm. skills camp year after year? Yeah, I definitely. Uh, it'll probably be a little bit better this year. Um, 
But, you know, I've always, I mean, that's definitely something that, you know, I've always wanted to do. So, you know, being able to have that, like, an annual thing um, was definitely, you know, in the process, um, definitely in the works. That's cool. And I know you had, on the whole topic of being, like, a role model, bro, and putting on for the city and stuff like that, I know you had a lot of, a lot of people looking up to you yeah. now, you know, on that same topic. So what's something, what, what's a message you would give people at home that are, you know, someone that is trying to come up, someone mm-hmm. that maybe is not to college yet or hasn't mm-hmm. went to the combine, stuff like that. They're just starting out, man. Yeah. Uh, what's some advice you would give them on how to keep going and get mm-hmm. to the level you are? Uh, really just, you know, tell them that, you know, everything, every day, you know, it comes up to, comes down to, you know, the person that you are, you know, the mindset that you have on everything. Um, you know, if you choose to have your goals, you know, there's just nobody that can tell you that, this is not a realistic goal except for yourself. So I think, you know, when you set, you know, goals, you know, make them realistic, but at the same time know that, you know, there's going to be work that, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to get to, you know, the position that you want to be in. You know, it takes work to, you know, be, you know, NFL player. It takes work to play in the NBA. Um, it takes work to be a president. So, you know, everything that you do um, obviously takes work, but, you know, it's, it, it, it starts with the mindset. 100%, bro. And you definitely put in the work, bro. So um, now that you put in the work, you're about to mm-hmm. have a lot of the fruits of your labor, bro. You're going to, you know, on draft day, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I know we're excited to watch you wherever you go, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but now let's. I want to skip forward where after the draft. Are you already in the NFL? Are mm-hmm. there any people, any quarterbacks that you're looking forward to catching some touchdown passes from? Man, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, growing up um, watching, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, he was like the number one quarterback that, you know, I mean, we call him the GOAT. Um, firstly, he's not playing no more, so definitely, you know, my second will be either, you know, Patrick Mahomes or uh, or Aaron Rodgers. That'll probably be the the top two right now. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is up there now. He, he's kind of he's earning his stripes. Not, nah, not he def- quite. You know, he Tom definitely Brady, is. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, his numbers, bro, are nuts compared to like if you, if you compare his numbers to Brady right now. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. What about any uh, any other players in general, bro? Are there any other just NFL players you're looking forward to playing with right now? Uh, right now, probably Odell. I mean, you know, I've watched Odell's highlights all the time, college highlights, um, you know, his workouts and stuff like that. Um, you know, I try to model my game like him. Um, and I think if I got the chance to play with him, man. That's crazy, yeah, man. Because you be grew fun. up watching him, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. I know, obviously, right now you have a lot of endorsement deals, mm-hmm. brand deals coming on. Um, talk about that, bro. Like, mm-hmm. h- what goes into that? How do you choose brand deals? How do you choose to not work with a couple brands? Like, how, how does that go into? Um, really just, you know, if, a, you know, companies come to my agent, you know, saying they want to work with me, do things, um, it really just comes down to, you know, he'll be like, hey, crap, like, you want to do this or no? I'm like, yeah. So we'll do it. You know, <laughs> yeah. So you, you ask me again, like, you want to do this or this one? You know, I'll be like, yeah, I want to do this one. I don't want to do this one. So it's really just like, you know, pick and choose, um, you know, kind of deal. Uh, it's not nothing that I have to do. Uh, it's really all just, you know, options. You know, companies come to him, ask me if I want to do something. You know, it's either like a yes or no. Is there anything that you're looking forward to purchasing, bro, with uh, with your first biggest NFL check? Or Man. what does that look like? Uh. Not right now. Not that I could think of. Um, probably won't get a car. Probably won't get a house. So I don't know. Still thinking about that one. Yeah, still thinking about that one. I just got me. I just purchased another chain. Um, so that's probably. That's, that's what I was gonna say. The jewelry, not, usually jewelry that's and big, jewelry, bro. but it's not too big. <laughs> so right now, yeah, I don't. I don't know yet. I gotta okay. think about it. When I see that money in my account, I think I'll be like, okay, it's a little different. Huh? Yeah, it's a yeah. little different. But I probably, yeah, I probably won't. 
get anything for like probably like my first two years. That's good, dude. Because I feel like another big thing to do with NFL is that because it is a business mm. and because it is depending on like it's a sport. Like, I mean, you never know. You know, you could have two, three, four year career, 10, 15 year career. So I think that that's pretty cool to do that. You kind of go in going into it knowing that, hey, like I, I got to take care of like more Sean Lynch has. You got to take care of yeah, your chickens. You got to you know take I mean? care of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you, man, because I know obviously you took us through the whole NFL combine mm. experience. Uh, draft experience is coming up. You have a lot of good stuff going on. And we appreciate you, man, putting on for the Valley. And us being from the Valley, like I said, we, we there's not a lot of people that made it out of the Valley. And yeah. you kind of making it out, man, doing all the stuff you're doing, giving back. It's kind of showing everyone else. I feel like even at home, people watching this that – it doesn't matter really where you're from, right? It doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter anything like that. It just matters the work you put in, the dreams like you're talking about, and mm -hmm. everything comes together. So um, in closing, I know we always have a, a final signature question we ask here on the All Aces podcast. We want to ask you today. Mm -hmm. So I want you to picture young Jalen, right? Maybe the first couple of years you're putting on the pads mm -hmm. where before you got the college offers, before you had any success at all, before you had any letters coming in, um, what's something you would tell young Jalen, maybe Pee Wee Jalen, mm -hmm. as far as to let you know it's going to be okay, let you know to – Put in that extra work. Let yeah. you know that at the end, the end result's all going to be worth it. Um, definitely not be a sore loser. Uh, I think that kind of took out of took a lot away from my you know joy growing up. You know I hated losing, um, but obviously you know lose when you lose. You know you take an L like you obviously learn a little bit more than when you when you win. So I think you know be able to go through that and actually just enjoy the process, have fun when I was younger. Um, I think, you know, I always thought it was just, you know, a competition every time and I had to win. But I think, you know, just obviously when you're young, you know, you being able to go out there and have fun. Um, I think that's definitely something that, you know, you just live in the moment, take all, take it all in um, and just have fun. Because, I mean, I look back now, like I just I feel like I just started playing football. So, you know, when I look back at it, um, you know, it's definitely, you know, it goes by fast. Um, but, you know, to be able to see, you know, the position that I'm in now, um, you know, definitely, you know, paid off. Love that, bro. That's that's good, bro. You know, definitely know what it takes to win. And I know that you definitely know what's going to take to win at the next level as well, man. So, um, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on so, today, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Anything? Any last words, Dan? I, I think, bro, with your story and giving a little more context to what it takes to really be successful, bro, I think you inspired a lot of people, mm. especially like Anthony mentioned earlier, like you're putting on for the Valley. Um, a lot of time, kids, man, sometimes they just need to see somebody do it just like them yeah. from the simplest that they are. So I, I think for sure, man, you inspired a lot of people throughout your career. And I think you're going to continue to inspire a lot of people mm. as you progress, to, you know, in your in your future NFL career, man. So it goes beyond just you. athletics, too, bro. Like I know for us, like we're in business. We have. Like, our athletic career ended a long freaking time ago, bro, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. If you couldn't tell. So, uh, even on the business side of it, bro, like, business side of it, you motivate us knowing that, you know, you made it big coming mm -hmm. from the Valley, that we can come big from the Valley, whether it's business, podcasting, mm -hmm. whatever it is, man. So, yeah, we appreciate definitely. it. And, um, yeah, we appreciate everyone at home as well, watching at home, always showing us constant support. Like always, man, we, we got we got uh, Jalen Cropper today. We always promise to bring you the aces of every single industry, and today was no different, man. So, appreciate you watching. Make sure to like. Make sure to subscribe. Leave a comment. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.